Welcome to the Gate Crashers Podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your Ivory Tower representative, Amanda Liedeke, literary agent and vice president at McGregor and Liedeke. And I'm your self-publishing insider, Therese Crow, novelist and speaker. We are back with season three of the Gate Crashers Podcast, and we are going to jump straight into a series about how to fix your writing life. This is going to be (laughs) life-changing. Absolutely. Hopefully it works. (laughs) Globe shattering. Or if you believe in that whole flat disc thing, I don't know, we're going to break the Frisbee. (laughs) Yes. Going to change your life um, and make you a better, more productive, more effective writer. And for this first installment, we've got a three-part series planned. And for this first episode, we are talking about how to get the words on the page. This is the beginning of the process because without this, you have nothing, right? Yep, exactly. <laughs> Except a hobby that, or a nice thought in your head of what you might one day like to do with your life. I think that's what it really is. It's just you view yourself a certain way, but right. you're actually getting it done. Exactly. And getting words on the page is the beginning and the end of getting it done. Without those, you've got nothing. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about how both of us get words on the page because our approaches are a little bit different. And I think, Carice, you especially have an interesting approach because you recently hit- Figured well, it out, man. You've, you figured it. And if you've been listening to the podcast, then you'll know Chris, uh, Carice has been having kind of like a love hate relationship with getting her second book in her series written and something happened overwhelmingly hate (laughs) has been like the first 10,000 words took months and months and months. And it was like pulling teeth to get it out there. And I just dreaded it. And I, I really got stuck in like needing to make the first draft perfect. I wasn't like going back and editing or anything. Mm -hmm. I just got so overwhelmed with thinking like, I've got to get, I've got to pick up all of the plot points that I left in book one and I've got to pick them up seamlessly and I've got to do it perfect the first time. And the more I thought about it, it was like, I'm never going to get this book done if this is the mentality that I keep holding on to. It's certainly the mentality that I had, but it wasn't serving me. And so I reassessed that and thought, you know, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. You know, brushing your teeth for 30 seconds is much better than not doing it at all. Or, you know, standing outside on your porch when taking a walk sounds exhausting. Yeah. Hey, at least you're outside. You're getting fresh air. You're getting a little sunshine. You know, you can do things poorly. And if they're worth doing, it's still better than doing nothing. Yeah. Hopefully the words that I've put on the page are not poorly, but I have not gone back to reread them. So who knows, man, but I let go of that like need to make sure that everything was right and just figured, you know what, this is what editing is for. This is why you go back. I'm not hitting publish once I hit the end. You know, there's a whole process at the end of this where I can fix the things that I dropped. Oops, dropped that plot point. Okay then you weave it back in. But the way that I've really found some success with big writing days is having gigantic chunks of time 
with absolutely no other distractions and no other demands upon myself. So like a Friday where all I'm doing that day is writing. I have nothing else on my calendar, not even like light social stuff or send a few emails, nothing. I'm not, I was joking to you earlier. I'm not like, I'm not rinsing a mug. I'm not making dinner. I'm not obligated to do anything, but be at my laptop. So there's nothing else. You know, there's not none of that mental tug of war that we have of mm-hmm. when you're not writing, you feel like, oh, I should be. And when you are writing, it's like, oh, I have all these other things. Mm-hmm. So I think removing that stressor was a big factor. And then when I say like big chunks of time, I'm talking like 14 to 16 hours sometimes mm-hmm. um, where I'd sit down and just that's that's all I'm doing. The smartwatch goes into another room. The phone goes on to do not disturb and is next to me face down, but also maybe like an arm's length away from me. I've turned off my Wi-Fi on my laptop at points so that I can't get online and distract myself because writing itself is a really dopamine low rewarding Mm -hmm. task. Like Mm -hmm. it's just, once you hit a certain word count, I think it becomes a lot more satisfying. Like to me, once I hit over, I'd say about 3000 words in a day, that's when I can really start picking up steam Mm because now it feels like I'm getting something done to me, you know, 1700 words or 2300 words doesn't feel okay. That's maybe a scene or a a chapter or part of a chapter, but it's not, doesn't Mm -hmm. feel exceptional. So seeing that word count climbing higher and higher yeah is really like fueling like okay I've got this like you've already come this far how much further can you go type Mm -hmm. of deal it's kind of a weird way to get it done because like I feel like I'm going to finish this book and people be like well how long did it take you to write well it was kind of two years and it was also kind of two weeks like depending on how you look at the time like the actual days that I sat down to get it done it's probably going to end up being pretty close to two weeks. Um, but it took me two years to get to the point where that's that's how it got accomplished. Well, how many words could you did you knock out? Let's let's give the word count for oh. the people list listening. So my biggest one was uh just a little bit over 15,000. And that day, like I hit I hit about 14,200 and was like, well, I can't stop at 14 too. Uh-huh. Like you don't get within a stone's throw of 15 and not push it out. So I, that was one of those moments where we were talking about just you and I earlier where the muse is not here. Yeah. She's gone. So you're just, you're just forcing the words out at that point. (laughs) There's no muse. And you know what? I, I don't love that scene. Those 800 words. That's fine. Maybe I cut it later, but I still sat there and I still pushed the story forward. Yeah. And so if I do have to change it or fix it, at least the word counts there, man, there's mm-hmm. still the space in the manuscript to fix it because yeah. it's there. The, the make writing a priority every day and have a set time and <laughs> get words on the page every single night did not work for me. Uh, it then, was just, yeah, it, it, yeah, it was just stressing me out because I would what I'd end up doing is taking, well, but I didn't get any words on the page Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Now it's Thursday. And now I just feel guilty about all the things that I didn't do. And so that's all I can think about. Now I can't get any words on the page on Thursday either. Yeah. 
And so having it just be, no, you have no responsibility to get any writing done on any of the other days, unless it is specifically a writing day. I think that released me of a lot of that guilt. I definitely am more in the camp of, you know, just open up the word document, get something on the page if it's one word or one sentence. And that you usually that ends up being more than just one word or one sentence. Right. Because I, my life is just so insane right now that I can't, I even tried to like carve out specific times and like that just isn't happening. So it's like, I, I, I write or I edit when I can. Mm -hmm. And the goal is for that to be something that happens at some point in the day, every day lately, it's not been happening. I'm I've got just my kids and um, my husband doesn't have a job right now. And I'm doing a bunch of other things with, with uh, other responsibilities. So right now it's not a good example, but when I was in the groove and when I was pursuing the whole, like, just make progress every day, it doesn't matter how much progress, just make some progress every day. Mm-hmm. When I was doing that, it was going surprisingly faster than like I thought it would. Cause for a long time, I was stuck in this kind of similar mentality that um, you have about poking at it every day. It's like, well, I can poke at it, but that's still going to take me six months to write a book. Right. And at the end of the day, if it takes you six months to write a book, that's still a pretty good time frame. when all is said still and done. Two books a year. It is. And, and we, I think compare ourselves to other people who are writing faster and more, and we think I should be able to do more. And so we let that hinder our progress. But what I found is when I just put that aside and I said, okay, so what if it takes me six months to write a book or a year to write a book, I'm just going to make progress on this. When I put that aside, I found out that I could write a book in two months or two Mm -hmm. and a half months. And that was just like mind blowing for me. Someone like a mom of three young kids, ages four and under all of them at home, husband, dogs, career, church stuff, like all of these responsibilities. And yet I was still able to do more writing than most writers I know. Mm -hmm. And so we need crowns, Amanda. (laughs) Yes. Well, it's you and I, we talked about the muse and how it's so easy to just kind of like sit back and wait for this brilliant inspiration and for this good feeling and for everything to be good. Mm -hmm. But there is something to be said about just putting your head down and doing the work. And even when it's hard and just pushing through, and then the muse will meet you. The muse will get to know you more and like visit you more often because you're just putting in that time and creating that kind of Uh, just that mental space that gets easier to go to. We were talking about training your muse, which is really what it comes down to, because you're, in my experience, I am unlikely to be focused on something else and then have my writing muse just show up, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like I have to show up first. I have to send the invitation. Yes. And maybe the muse does not RSVP. Maybe I'm on my own that day and the word count suffers for it. Cause I do believe that even if you're not feeling like it, sit down and start. Yeah. Cause that's, that's how the muse is going to show up. If she's not immediately just waiting for you at your keyboard. Yep. But yeah, training yourself to suck it up and get through 
those beginning words, even if they are awful Mm -hmm. until the muse shows up. Okay. Now it's flowing. I mean, sometimes, Mm -hmm. gosh, my last big day was just a little over 10,000 words. I had another day that was over 12,000 in addition to that 15 K day. And I think I had another day that was like, it was only like four and a half muse was not showing up on my four and a half day. And that happens, but she's definitely not going to show up if I'm not at the keyboard to begin with. Right. Right. Being at the keyboard, opening that word document, setting other things aside, whether it's for an hour or whether it's for 16 Mm -hmm. hours, that is like sending an invitation to the muse and saying, Hey, I want you to come over and visit me. And she'll either show up and then you'll just, the words will flow and it's, it'll be a great writing experience or she won't. And then you're going to just have to do the tough thing of pushing through and just doing what you can get done and then moving on and not letting it make you think this isn't working for me. I need to recalibrate my life. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. My last big day, it took about four hours before the muse showed up and I stayed at the laptop that entire time. And I got like in that four hours, I got like 1200 words in. So this was probably four or 5 PM when she finally decided to show up for the day. Wow. And then I just worked until midnight, one in the morning, something like that to get to that 10,000 words. But another thing I've had to do in order to have these big days has been cutting back on other stuff. I'm not great at making myself a priority. I'm pretty good at making other people a priority, but me saying, putting my foot down and saying, no, this is mine. I'm taking it and nobody else can have it. I'm not great at that. And that was a conversation that Ben and I had where I was like, I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't do the kind of schedule that we currently have set because, you know, with restrictions being lifted, there's a ton of, you know, in-person events that we can go to and go sell our books. And that's great and amazing and wonderful. But we were at an event and it was August sometime, I think. And he was kind of boasting like, yeah, until Christmas, we only have one free weekend a month. And I was just like, Hmm. I'm never going to get a book done. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way I can do my normal life during the week and then go off to these events over the weekends and find the energy, like the willpower to get a book done. And so I sat him down and I was like, look, we both know, like, I need to get this done. This is a higher priority than attending all of these events. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be staying home and you can go and do them, but I'm not going to be accompanying you. And he was Mm -hmm. totally on board with it. And it's been working out great. I think for our listeners, it may be a little bit intimidating hearing 15,000 word days or writing a book in two and a half months. Like that just may seem like ridiculously hard. And I think Mm -hmm. the one component that we haven't mentioned, we have talked about the muse and just sitting down and opening the word document, but what we haven't talked about is how much writing we do in general in life outside of these creative writing projects that we have, like how much I'm, I'm ghostwriting, I'm editing, I'm drafting proposals. And it's not all creative writing it's nonfiction, it's different things. And you do your freelance writing that you do and other projects that you have. And so that component of just writing and it being something that you do a lot 
helps you get faster, even in your creative writing endeavors, Mm -hmm. you know, like I can be writing Christian nonfiction ghostwriting project. And somehow that has helped me finish a science fiction romance novel. So (laughs) it's just that, like, I don't know, there's something about it. The more you write, even if it's outside of the genre, the easier, the easier it becomes to write quickly and effectively. Yeah. I don't think there's anything earth shattering about saying in order to get words on the page, you've got to sit down and put the words on the page. Like Mm -hmm. we know, you know, and that is, that is what it comes down to. But I think, I think for a lot of people, like it's just a mental block to either take the time to find the time to justify it, to Mm -hmm sit and be willing to sit in the suckiness of it mm-hmm. because that's I've definitely struggled with that yeah. of when you know you've sat there for 45 minutes nothing's happening and you just kind of give up yeah and instead saying nope this is all I'm doing today that's it I have no one's expecting anything else of me and I'm not expecting anything else of myself so so there you go if you want to fix your writing life sit down Sit in the suckiness, as Cree says. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't make progress that day, that doesn't mean it was a failure of a day. Right. Come back the next day or come back for your next scheduled time and do it again. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Gate Crashers podcast. If you found value in this episode or in any of the episodes we've done, you can drop a tip in our tip jar. Tips help to offset the cost of the podcast and they'll also help us grow bigger and better. You can send a tip via PayPal. Simply use our link, paypal.me slash gatecrashers. That's paypal.me, M-E, slash gatecrashers. Or log into PayPal and search us using our username, which is at gatecrashers. And be sure to be here next week for a brand new episode.